yeah welcome in welcome back to another episode of the format podcast got a good one for you here today i'm gonna do some little goat debate but not quite how you think about it anyway before we get to that you know what we got to do go ahead if you haven't already here on youtube click that subscribe that like and that notification bell so you know when new episodes drop and you can stay with us definitely appreciate the support if you want audio only we're available pretty much anywhere you get your audio podcast just type in the format podcast do a little bit of search we should come up and then you can go ahead and subscribe please leave us comments here on youtube or on your audio podcast platform all that helps us rise in algorithm helps more sports fans find us helps us find more sports fans finally please 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 also give us that five-star review and don't forget to share if you like the content now let's get to it um the nba uh you watch this channel you know i've had uh complaints and gripes about the nba a lot of people say old man get off my lawn a lot of people chalk it up to uh i guess you know generational differences etc etc but um one of my biggest things about the nba has been uh that it has consistently been probably the only league that totally disrespects the past and its past great players in efforts to prop up the current generation, which to me has always signaled that the NBA, while it's a business, knows that its product itself is actually suffering. And um, how do I know that? We know that even though viewing has changed uh, and that the NBA is more a social media league and that the demographics skew younger, realistically, where the real money comes from is television. So the nba keeps getting um huge contracts from the uh, uh the television networks to to air the games etc and with that comes ad revenue but at the end of the day the numbers have consistently decreased in television viewing we know that this is a fact now with all of that um the nba keeps trying to find um ways and to their credit right they keep trying to find ways to prop up the game and to revive interest etc um for the last couple of years adam silver has been floating the idea of a mid-season tournament of some sort uh, last year, they introduced the uh, Eastern and Western Conference Finals MVP trophies, uh, Eastern Conference Finals MVP trophy being legendary uh, Boston Celtics small forward Larry Bird, and of course, Western Conference being legendary uh, Los Angeles Lakers point guard Magic Johnson. So they've added those awards. Uh, uh, the inaugural winners, I believe, were uh, Jason Tatum from the Celtics, who better, right? And of course, um, uh, Steph Curry from the Golden State Warriors who ended up winning the championship. But okay, with all of that said, now uh, the NBA has gone on and introduced, or I guess not necessarily introduced, but renamed a batch of their current awards. Now, before I get to that, um, we know that one of the biggest things in sports media is the never ending quote unquote uh, GOAT debate in the NBA, LeBron James versus Michael Jordan. My estimation, there is no debate. If you listen to this channel, you know that. If you are objective in watching basketball, studying the game, you know that there is no debate. Michael Jordan is the single greatest player who ever played. Um, the fact that he is the hands down greatest two way player ever, that should pretty much seal the argument. Um, we're looking at LeBron mostly for uh, a lot of longevity awards. He's going to pass Kareem real quick here. I could do a whole show on that and eventually I will in terms of how that came about. Now, again, real quick credit where credit is due. LeBron has done a tremendous job in keeping himself in physical condition to be able to pass Kareem and uh, play at a high level for a very long time. But this show is not about that. The show is not even necessarily about the quote unquote GOAT debate, because again, in my estimation, there is none. Michael Jordan hand down, hands down greatest player of all time. Now, what I really wanted to touch bases on were how the NBA, which has um, consistently, in my estimation, done a great job of uh, in pandering to the younger demographic, which they skew, um, disrespecting the, the past legends of the game, 
uh, by propping up these new ones and talking about how these new ones are doing this and doing that and rising up the scoring charts and this, that, and the third. For instance, you have LeBron James. It's a big deal that he passed Magic Johnson the other day on the all-time assist list. Now, the NBA and the sports media also doesn't give you the context for the most part that Magic Johnson took 20 years to do on the assist level what Magic Johnson did in 13. And I could go deeper into that, but no need. That should say it all by itself. So to say that LeBron James is, you know, he passed Magic Johnson on the assist list. Okay, great. Longevity award. Anyway, um, so what, what has the NBA done here? And this to me is a tacit admission without actually saying it in so many words that this current generation of the NBA is not quite what has been propped up to be. Now, credit due to the NBA, they're doing a great job. They have to market their current stars and they have to figure out a way to sell the game as it is now. But I think they know to themselves, if you ask them you know, internally in a quiet room and said, hey, this will never get out, which generation is best, they wouldn't say this one. Um, but what did they go ahead and do? They have renamed a list of the season awards, okay? And I'll start with, the most improved player of the year award and that has gone to uh probably arguably the first great big man in nba history george mike and legendary uh lakers center minneapolis lakers at that um he is the guy who uh basically invented the mike and drill it's named after him uh kareem abdul jabbar can tell you how much time he spent as a youngster doing the mike and drill um if you don't know what that is go ahead and look it up but yeah he has the, the most improved uh, player of the year trophy has been renamed after George Mikan. Now, obviously, I never saw the guy play. He played in the uh, 40s and 50s, um, but they say he's the first uh, great big man. And uh, I, I do think it's interesting that they named the most improved player trophy after him. I would have to go back and do the research and see kind of like if they're viable numbers what would be the reason that he would get the most improved player of the year trophy. But they named it after him. Next. Six man of the year trophy, um, John Hondo Havlicek, one of the great Celtics forwards. Celtics have really had a lot of great forwards over the years, by the way. Uh, Dave Cowens, um, John Hondo Havlicek, Larry Bird, Paul Pierce, uh, 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 Len Bias was going to be a great one. Unfortunately, he didn't make it. Uh, uh, Reggie Lewis, he died early as well. And now, of course, Jason Tatum. So very interesting how the Celtics keep hitting on that small slash power forward position. Uh, of course, Kevin McHale, I left him out. But anyway, John Havlicek Trophy awarded to the NBA Sixth Man of the Year. That's that's another one. Um, All-time great. Hall of Famer. Hondo was a great one if you know anything about the Celtics. NBA Rookie of the Year Trophy, Wilt Chamberlain. Now, this is where it gets interesting for me, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to explain why. The next four of these trophies could have been named after a certain guy. And you'll see what I mean in a second. But the Wilt Chamberlain Trophy awarded to NBA Rookie of the Year. And I believe he averaged 35 or 37 points a game as a rookie. So, you know, that, that's arguably, that's not arguably, that's statistically the greatest rookie season in NBA history. But that's been named after the big dipper, dipper himself, Wilt Chamberlain. NBA Defensive Player of the Year has been named after my guy who I think is uh, the greatest center of all time. A lot of people argue with that and some agree with me, but that's cool. Hakeem Olajuwon, Hakeem the Dream. We know he's a all-time leader in blocks, as we remember probably for the, uh, when was it? 72-73 season was when blocks, um, first blocks and steals, I believe, first started being counted as an official statistic. So in fairness to Kareem, in fairness to Wilt, in fairness to the dearly departed Mr. Russell, Bill Russell, um, their blocks weren't counted. 
So we take this with a grain of salt. But for blocks that were counted, Hakeem Olajuwon is number one all time. And he is the only center on the top 10 in steals. Let's keep that in mind. I think 16, maybe 17 seasons he played. He's the only center top 10 all time in steals. That says a lot um, for Hakeem. So he is the, the defensive player of the year. Trophy has been named after him. The Jerry West Trophy awarded to the NBA Clutch Player of the Year. Now that that's a new trophy in of itself. And we know that Jerry West, his nickname was Mr. Clutch. Now, I'm sure he hit a lot of huge baskets and won a lot of games in his career. But for me, and there's no disrespect to Jerry West, and he probably would agree, one in eight in the NBA Finals to me does not earn you the nickname Mr. Clutch. I mean, one in eight, come on. Uh, you were there, what, nine times you lost eight of them. That, to me, doesn't say clutch. But the Jerry West Trophy has now been named. Uh, the, the NBA Clutch Player of the Year Trophy has been named after Jerry West. And finally, the NBA Most Valuable Player Award has been named after the one and only Michael Jeffrey Jordan, Air Jordan. And I think that basically speaks for how the NBA views this guy. Now, you could have made a legitimate argument for Kareem Abdul-Jabbar because he... Um, how many does he have? Uh, he's got six MVPs, Mike's got five. So you could have made a legit argument for that. Um, however, just Michael Jordan's overall complete dominance of the game, that's something different. Now, the reason I said those last four awards were interesting, and you'll see why in a minute, is because the NBA Most Valuable Player Award, NBA Clutch Player of the Year Award, NBA Defensive Player of the Year Award, and NBA Rookie of the Year Award, all four of those could have been named after Michael Jordan. That says something. So you, you, I, I don't think there's an argument to be had there, right? They all could have been named after Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan in a better era than Wilt's rookie season averaged 28 points per game. He was dominant on a terrible team. Uh, Michael Jordan, nine-time All-NBA defensive first team. That's a, remember, I said earlier in this video, he's the best two-way player of all time, hands down, right? So we know he was, uh, how many times was he? Uh, played 13 years, so... I want to say 11 times All-NBA uh, first team at guard and nine times All-NBA defensive first team. He could have been the defensive player of the year more times than he was. He was only that once. Um, clutch player of the year. Come on, we, we know about Mike and the clutch. I don't even need to go there. And of course, the most valuable player award is the Michael Jordan Trophy. So when it comes to the GOAT debate, you have a situation where you've got four out of the six annual awards in the nba could be named after one guy that should shut down any argument okay what i want to know from you is um do you think that four of those six awards could have been named for michael jordan where are you on michael jordan versus lebron james uh do you think i'm crazy do you think i'm just a hater go ahead leave your comments in the comment section can't wait to hear from you i'll be back next time and i'm out peace